This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. football fans and welcome to the Onside Kick. My name is Ricky Widmer and as always I'm joined by the Mark Weber. Dub them ease. And we've got a jam pack. I say it every week Mark. I feel like a broken record at this point but it's kind of my thing. We got a jam back show. We're going to be talking some NFL draft. Is J- Jalen Ramsey being a little cocky saying that uh, the Tennessee Titans should draft him first overall. We're going to be talking Sean Payton in this podcast. We got Colin Kaepernick and the San Francisco 49ers, because besides Jalen Ramsey or maybe Sean Payton, this has been a slow news week in the NFL. Yeah, it kind of has. I mean, you have little things happening here and there, uh, but nothing too impactful for much. I mean, you basically, this is the point where a lot of people are doing these comparisons between different players or just saying, you know what, hey, let's power rank or something like that. It's or just, mock draft. A lot of people are just reaching for something to kind of fill some time. And if you're sitting there going, but Ricky, Todd McShay came out with his 4.0. Why aren't you guys talking about that? I will say I'm going to come out with a mock draft very soon, my 4.0, to stay up to pace with Todd McShay. If you want me to talk about it, I guess we can do a video, but we're not going to do a podcast this week on it. But we are going to be talking some type of, of NFL draft because Mark, I agree with Jalen Ramsey where he came out in the quote in the headline says it perfectly on ESPN. It says DB Jalen Ramsey want Titans to know I'm the best player in the draft. Yeah. You know, you like the confidence you do. Um, and he's definitely one of the top five, but you really kind of, you got to wonder a little bit because it's been, Tunzel this entire time. He's been the sure fire guy. Mm-hmm. And his pro day, he looked great. He looked amazing. He looked like number one overall pick potential. Not that Jalen Ramsey doesn't look like he could be. Uh then you kinda you know, you you make me think about it. And I and I remember that in the past three years, with number one picks, the Tennessee Titans have drafted two different offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. So do they really need another tackle when they have Taylor Lewin out there? Uh, when they got Chance Warmack as guard not too long ago. But you got a young quarterback, and you got a new nice wide I mean, uh, a nice running back. So it certainly helps to shore up that line. I mean, imagine how scary that is if you have three great young offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. But do you need another one? And it's not really something that a lot of people are talking about on whether or not they actually need one just because a lot of people are using the BPA argument of he's the best guy out there. Well, and here, here's what I think. Right now I'm looking at the – I'm looking at two things. Number one, I'm looking at the Titans depth chart. And the first thing I think of is if you draft Laramie Tunsil, you're going to have three great – let's just put it this way. The right side of your offensive line – is going to be hashtag beast mode or whatever hashtag the cool kids want to use. It's going to be boss. It is going to be the most dominant part of this team because no matter who you put at right tackle, whether it be Tunsil or Taylor Lewin, whoever you put there, that right side is going to be Warmack and that tackle. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know what, go to the right side. Nobody's going to be 
rushing Mariota from that side. Marco, DeMarco can just run all day on the right side. However, Jalen Ramsey could be a shot in the arm for this defense that I'm looking at the cornerbacks, and besides Jason McCourty, what do you got? Mm -hmm. And this is a kid that, to me, I like him enough. That's why I put him at number one. I kind of got ahead of I started the hype train, let's be honest, because in my 3.0, I had him going number one. He's got that kind of talent, and to me, it just doesn't go. It's not just his athletic ability. It's not just what he can do. I know he didn't have an interception. However, I'm not that concerned with that. The turnovers I'm not concerned with. He doesn't have to go out there and be Richard Sherman on Michael Crabtree in the NFC Championship game. Mediocre Crabtree. He could just be locked down corner. Nobody's getting kind of... Nobody's Uh getting anything going. Oh, wait. That's right. They don't have to play play him at corner if they don't want to. He can play safety as well. The the problem for the Tennessee Titans is, you know, I we were talking about if they need something, uh, if they need this because they've been drafting, but they kind of do. They need you, anything. They they can use the more offensive linemen because Mariota got hurt. Not hurt. Well, I mean kind of, but he got hit a lot. Mm-hmm. He was constantly being hit. Um, so when you kind of are at the luxury of winning the BPA sweepstakes, that in this case is Laramie Tunzel. Do you really want to pass on that? Yes, Jalen Ramsey is great, and yes, you also need cornerbacks. But I mean, you sign Bryce McCain. Not you know, you're not necessarily loving your life there. Uh, Antoine Blake as well. Mm-hmm. Once again, not really loving your life, um, but they're good enough to to help you know get more depth on the roster to just kind of kind of help out a team. Um, you also, you know, don't forget you're talking about safety, but you have Rashad Johnson. You mm-hmm. sign him as well. So you have options there. You didn't get anyone to help the offensive line. You need a center. You need an offensive tackle. Getting the best one in the entire draft of any offensive lineman position, that's pretty pretty great. I think that helps out a lot. I would love the—I I guess it's an upset. I would love Jaren— um, Jeremy, Ram- well, I keep Jalen Ramsey, Ramsey to uh, to go in there and kind of surprise everybody and be that number one pick, shock the world. Yeah, because you don't you don't like it when it is so obvious. I mean, we were remember we were debating RG three or Andrew Luck because we just wanted it to not be so obvious. Well, I think you can even have the discussion of should the Titans try to trade the pick? Well, they would love to trade the pick. Should if you they try? Could. Should you try to pursue a? RG three type trade for the number one pick, but it's just it's not going to happen. It's just it's too it's too difficult to mm-hmm. do that, um, and, and no one's making that trade. Nobody's making that that phone call. Uh, the Titans have said, "Yeah, we would do it. We totally would." But they're pretty no one. They're calling. pretty sure that they're going to have to make this pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, either one's a good option, but to me, it's where's your money at. It's going to be Marcus Mariota. You know, you got your new running back. You're going to hopefully get some uh, good targets to throw the ball to. That's where the money's going to be. And you are in a division that's all about the pass. 
So, yes, you could use a cornerback to kind of combat that. Or you can get another great quarterback and protect him and make sure he's producing at a high level. Mm-hmm. Because that's what this that's what the uh the AFC South is gonna be about. It's gonna be about passing attack for the next, you know, decade essentially. It's gonna all be about offense. And that's just the way the NFL is. The NFL is all offense nowadays. So I really can't I would like to see it as a fan of just it's interesting, but I just can't really make the argument and convince myself that they should go away from the surefire number one BPA pick. Here's what I think. And to me, you can, there's one point I want to make and I will make it a little bit later, but I want to make a different one kind of right now and kind of propose this question to you. The last time an offensive tackle was taken first overall was the 2013 NFL draft. That was when KC drafted Eric Fisher. Now, Eric Fisher, since 2013, I'm looking at an article right now on SB Nation. It's an article talking about how Eric Fisher is a good left tackle. However, at the beginning of the article, it says that, and I'm reading a quote here, Fisher is early, as recently as earlier this season, was a bust. He lost his left tackle position due to poor play. It was on the verge of becoming benched. This is a pick where Eric Fisher, to me, is not like that's not one where I go back and go, yep, uh-huh, okay, number one pick. It wasn't a Cam Newton kind of pick. It wasn't an Andrew Luck kind of a pick. It wasn't a J- JV, the JV, uh, it wasn't a clowny pick. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It wasn't that like number one pick that the fans are going, okay, I'm glad we made that pick. Now you could argue that the number two pick was an offensive tackle in Luke Jokel, and he's been doing fine in Jacksonville. Hasn't Mm -hmm. been labeled a bust like some people have labeled Eric Fisher. And part of me thinks that the Titans, maybe because of that, and I'm I'm not saying that Tunsil's going to be a bust. Don't think that. But part of me's thinking, you know what? Maybe we can kind of flip our two kind of needs a little bit because to me, and now I'm going to make that point I wanted to make in Mm -hmm. the beginning, there's two things that in my mind the Titans can do because trading the pick to me is out the window. Nobody wants it. Nobody wants it. The only way you were going to trade that pick is if you traded Mariota to the Cowboys, or not the Cowboys, the Eagles last year. And then this year said, hey, Cleveland, trade us for this pick or we're taking Carson Wentz. That's the only way you were going to trade this pick. And at that time, you didn't know you were going to have the number one pick. But here's what you got to do, and here's my point. You either take Ramsey, and then at 33, take Mackenzie Alexander. Because right now, all of this is speculation, but right now, Mackenzie Alexander has dropped to 38th in Todd McShay's mock draft. So they can take Alexander, DB at 33, take Tonsil at number one, or take Ramsey number one and take Jason Spriggs, offensive tackle out of Indiana, at mm-hmm. 33. Which need are you going to address where? That's the question. Yeah. And and it's also just kind of the, you know, I hate to keep pressing it, but it's that BPA argument of for them, for the, the Titans, it's just which one of these guys do you have just a little bit higher 
for on you, your board. which is B- I feel like I know the answer, but which is BPA for you? I, I gotta go with Tunzel. I do. <sighs> See, I'm on the other Protect side. I think I think if we're going BPA best player available, here's how it maps down. From I think there's three players that have first overall potential, and this is how it goes: Ramsey, Tunsil, Bosa. That's it. Mm-hmm. That is like, could all three of those be a solid number one pick? Yes, but to me, the best pick in this draft is Jalen Ramsey because you know who he kind of reminds me of with this, this just I want them to draft me. Johnny Manziel. Because I'm the best. Not, no, not really. That's what it reminds me of. No, not Johnny Manziel. A little bit of, of shade of Richard Sherman. It's that cockiness of Richard Sherman. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of, especially at the cornerback position, that's what you want. You want a player that says, I'm the best. I'm going to shut you down, especially a defensive back. To me, and I know that people are saying don't judge this too harshly, um, but to me, if Jalen Ramsey also was catching the ball, that would be one thing. But he does have that hole in the game. He won't catch the ball. He will drop the ball. He will break up well, passes. What, what do they say about defensive backs? It. They're not wide receivers They're for a reason. They're not wide receivers for a reason. But if I'm taking you number one overall, I want you to catch the ball. You, know, you want I, some interception. Yeah, I want to get a interception out of this deal. You know, I don't want you to go this entire then would he work? Then in your mind, would he work better as a safety than a cornerback? He might, yeah. He probably would. Because to me, if I think interception numbers, I mean, safeties can do it too. But when I think interceptions, I think shut down corners who intercept the ball. And really, it's the safeties who come in and just Mm -hmm. tip it away. Yeah, definitely. I mean, do you want to draft a guy who you're going to change his position, number Mm -hmm. one overall, though? Uh, that is a question, too, um, which I don't think is as huge of an issue because he could do either one. But I would f- I would feel that there's more He's risk to do it. listed as a safety first, but he can play both. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe. I don't know. I just always keep thinking of him as the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to point something out, though. This is interesting to some people. Uh, the last time we have traded the, number one, the first overall pick, of uh-huh. course, 2004, the Giants, Eli Manning. Uh, they traded with San Diego, uh, San Diego yeah, but that was Chargers. A, that was a different situation because mm-hmm. of Archie. Archie, well, yeah. Archie just kind of put it in Eli's head that mm-hmm. you don't want to go to San Diego. But the thing is, they still got – they had to trade – you know, the Giants had to trade mm-hmm. Phillip Rivers, essentially, mm-hmm. the fourth pick. So fourth overall, a first pick in the third round, next year's first round pick, and then a fifth round pick for that number one pick. And since that, of course, remember the Redskins trade to that get was RG3. For number two. That was number two. And if you want to go back even further, 2001 for Atlanta to get Michael Vick, they had to trade the fifth overall pick, a third round pick, next year's second round pick mm-hmm. to get that first round pick. And it only has gotten more and more pricey as it goes up. So if anyone's hoping for that trade, it's just not, not going to happen. happen. Here's the best answer that I've seen, and this is from the Twitter account, um, Albert Beer, who's a national reporter for NFL Network, and he sent out this tweet that Jalen Ramsey told him on the Titans, and I quote, they shouldn't take me because I'm a Nashville kid. They should take me because I'm the best player in the draft, Mm -hmm. end quote. And I'm going to harp the same note that I said earlier. 
That is what you like. And what's the first response from a random Twitter account? And I'm going to give him a shout out at Brett Pats. What did he say? This is such a great answer. I agree. That's what you want from a defensive back. And if you see him as a cornerback, Mark, mm-hmm. that's what you want. That is the attitude you want from your cornerback. Sure. You want that kind of Richard Sherman, I'm going to shut you down. You want mm-hmm. that kind of, I mean, I, I think a Revis Island, and maybe I'm wrong, Revis Island isn't as, he's not as vocal as Richard Sherman, but he's got that same attitude. I'm going to shut you down. I'm the best in the game kind of a thing. That's what you want at this position. Mm-hmm. You want that cocky guy who, especially because what are the two, to me, the two positions that are the most diva positions in the NFL go head-to-head each and every game. Mm-hmm. Cornerback, wide receiver. Yeah. That's why we got Josh Norman and Odell Beckham. For sure. And, you know, mediocre Crabtree with, with Sherman. Yeah. Uh, but I think... Well, that was before Crabtree was on the resurged Oakland Raiders. Yeah. They're trying. They're certainly trying. <laughs> Under Jack Del Rio. They're giving it their best shot. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think you got to you kind of look at this, too, and, and look at these two players and see what they affect on mm-hmm. the team. Uh, you have an offensive tackle who helps the run game, who helps the pass game. You have a, uh, you know, let's say he's a cornerback who's going to prevent, he's going to stop the opposing pass game. And you are going to face some, let's just say, pretty talented mm-hmm. quarterbacks like Blake Bortles, a high draft pick, Andrew Luck, the number one draft pick. Uh, you know, Brock Osweiler, we, we're going to give him the benefit of the doubt here and say that it wasn't a flash in the pan last year. Uh, so you're going to face some good quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. It might be worthwhile to do that, to go for the guy who's going to stop that, who's going to prevent that. Um but I just think about it, young quarterback, got hit a lot. You don't want him to keep getting hit. You have not touched the offensive line so far in free agency. You've got to address it at some point. And when's it going to be? The next logical approach is the draft. So I guess the the best thing you can do, that number one overall pick, best player out there, go grab him because you at least have done something to help out the defense. And what I want you guys to do down below right now is tell us in the comment section, whether you're on YouTube or SoundCloud, what do you think? What should the Titans do? Should they take Jalen Ramsey or Laramie Tunsil with that number one pick? But we're going to move on, Mark, and we are going to move away from the draft and to NFL coaching. And the reason why we're talking about coaching is Sean Payton and the New Orleans Saints have agreed to a five-year extension that will take Peyton through the year 2020 with New Orleans. And I'm just going to come out and say it and be frank. Was this the right move? I like how you say I'm going to come out and say it and be frank, and then you ask me a question. (laughs) Uh, I kind of don't get it. I mean, you have a team that has been fairly mediocre for a while now. Uh, Everyone was just talking about how Sean Peyton's out the door. He's gone. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. you know, the last time they, they did well was 2013. 2014 and 2015, both were bad. They were not good seasons. Your team hasn't looked good in a while. Uh, your quarterback, who kind of has been the champion, he's hurt. Now I'm going to get to or, the quarterback in a second. Or he's old. Mm-hmm. Let's remember that, too. You're going to have to draft somebody new. Hope mm-hmm. it works out well. Um, or hope you got somebody on the roster already, but that's not the case. Uh you also have that that defense, which 
has not been anywhere near as good since you were told you're not allowed to go anywhere near this team for a year. You know, ever since basically the Bounty Gate scandal, this defense has been nothing. And I I just don't really... I don't really see it because Drew Brees is always going to be great. Drew Brees will always put points up there. He will always lead this team, but it's going to end eventually. And I, I, when you ask, are you giving credit to Sean Payton or Drew Brees, part of me wants to give a lot more credit to Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that defense well, let's be is honest, bad. Let's be honest. When Drew Brees came to New Orleans, Sean Payton in New Orleans didn't know what they were getting. Yeah, because Drew Brees wasn't the Drew Brees you're seeing right now, and I'm more speaking to the youngsters out there, the youngins who are like, "What are you talking about? Drew Brees is a great player." Drew Brees was not always that player. Mm-hmm. He wasn't that good when he was with the Chargers, and the Chargers eventually got rid of him, thinking, "Hey, we won this trade," and then, oh shit, Drew Brees won a Super Bowl over Peyton Manning, and we can't beat Peyton Manning in the playoffs. Yeah. Let alone Peyton, we can't beat Tom in the playoffs. That's true. And he wasn't necessarily terrible. We we don't want to give that impression. He wasn't terrible. No, but he wasn't the Drew Brees that we have seen. He didn't win a Super Bowl. He wasn't a Super Bowl winning quarterback, MVP quarterback. quarterback. And Um, I'm looking at the records, and mm -hmm. I mean, you say 2013 was the last time they were good. Let's be honest that, like, between 2010, 11, and 13, the three years, because 2012. Peyton didn't coach that year. Um, those three years, they ran into the Seahawks, the Niners, and the Seahawks. Virtually two of the best teams in the NFC at that time. And then that 2009 year was their Super Bowl championship year when they went 13-3. and three. Mm-hmm. However, back-to-back, 7-9 and nine teams, and this is what I think. Drew Brees... He's getting old. He's 37. He's got one more year, this year, and then he becomes an unrestricted free agent. And I know that Drew Brees has said that he's hopeful that a deal with the Saints is still in reach. Like He told um, ESPN 104.5 Radio on Baton Rouge, he goes, I've got, obviously, a very strong relationship with the Saints, so talks are ongoing, and I don't know if that is something that will be done next week or before the end of the year or next year or when, but obviously I want to be a Saint for the rest of my career, and I think I've got a lot of good years left. I disagree with that last part. I don't think you have a lot of good years left. Who do you think you are, Tom Brady? Mm-hmm. Do you think you're going to play till you're 50? Well, he's definitely not Peyton Manning. We can, I mean, we can yeah. put that to rest. He's not Peyton Manning because his numbers haven't dropped off yet. I mean, he's been doing great. If anything, you can say he had a better season mm-hmm. last year than he's probably had. And in a I mean, while. you you could say, well, Ricky, look at who he was, who he's been throwing the ball to. Benjamin Watson and Willie Sneed were his top receivers last mm-hmm. year, and I know he Brandon Cooks too, but. He hasn't had that number one wide receiver since Colston's A-Day. I, I get that. I just The thing with Breeze I'm getting at is he's getting older and not younger. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, you know the drop-off will come. It's mm-hmm. a matter of when it's going to show up. It might happen next year. It might happen the year after that. It might happen in five years. We're not really sure with that. Uh, all we know is we don't have the drop-off yet. I mean, he's been... 
you know, just if you want to look at the, he only, I mean, he did not play a game. The only one game that Drew Brees didn't play last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he had just as good, if not better, of a season than he's had, you know, in, in most recent memory. Mm-hmm. I would say that Drew Brees possibly could continue to play for three, four more years. But you just don't really know when a guy is 37 years old, at what point is his body not going to bounce back? Is he not going to be able to do it anymore because it's just going to give out and then he's hurt? And then what do you have? You have Luke McCown or uh, or Garrett Grayson? That's horrible. <laughs> Luke McCown. I wish they'd give me a chance. I wish these backup, He got his chance. I wish these backup generators could know what they could do. I bet they could do some really good things if they just got a chance. I to bet play. they could do some really <laughs> completely average pedestrian things. And if Drew Brees, where you're sitting, well, Ricky's 37, is going to turn 38. He just turned 37 this year. Mm-hmm. Actually, I just found out by looking at Wikipedia, Drew Brees' birthday's two days before mine. Nice. January nice. 15th for Drew Brees. You guys should hang out sometime. I would love to hang out. Drew, if you're listening, I mean, this is your invitation. Come over whenever you want. We can have some of my mom's meatloaf, some pretty good meatloaf. But the thing with Drew Brees is I just I feel like I kind of agree with you. 40 could be the age for him, but this is Sean Payton's contract. Like this mm-hmm. is the one where it's like, well, you get to go with Drew because if you think about it, Sean Payton's contract takes him through the year 2020. And what does that do for Drew Brees? If they can get a deal done, and really it's going to come down to money. How much are you willing to pay Drew Brees? And the way I think is the Saints don't want to pay him as much as he's going to be making a base salary of 19.75. Yeah. Million dollars this year with a signing bonus of seven point four million, a workout bonus and a restructured bonus. That's a ton of money. In his cap hit's going to be thirty million dollars mm-hmm. this year, and they're going to try to get that down. But if they can, they're only going to do a contract for seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. They're only going to do a four year extension. Yeah, they're only going to do a four-year extension for Drew Brees because that'll take him seventeen. He's thirty-eight. Eighteen. He's thirty-nine. In nineteen, he's forty. Actually, no. It's screw that fourth year. He's only playing three more years. Mm-hmm. The thing for the Saints that's difficult is Drew Brees is a bright spot. Obviously, he's great. Mm-hmm. The run game is bad. The defense is bad. If you keep dedicating money this way. You know, you got to improve the the I mean the running game and the defense. But we got to remember, of course, did get Nick Fairley. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. You're happy one about year, that one year deal. Yep. So it, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens because I don't think it's hard to believe that Drew Brees has one more Super Bowl in him. I don't think that's hard to believe at all. The man definitely has another Super Bowl chance in him. But is the rest of the Saints going to be ready for that? And Sean Payton has let this team kind of fall apart a little bit. Well, and there's also one huge elephant in the room you have yet to bring up. Mm -hmm. The Panthers are dominant. Yeah. If the Panthers are half as good as they were this past year, the Saints may not make the playoffs with the rest of the teams in the NFC. Because I look around 
the NFC, and it's one of those things where besides maybe the NFC East, we have teams. I feel like the NFC North could have two playoff teams, maybe even three with Jordy Nelson coming back and the moves that the Bears have made. You have the NFC West, who is almost guaranteed two playoff teams in the Cardinals and the Seahawks. Mm -hmm. So if we just go four division winners, that's four teams, and let's just say one from the North, one from the West, that means the Saints have to dethrone the Panthers this year to make the playoffs. Yeah. they either. I mean, their options are win their division or squeak by Mm -hmm. the second team in the NFC North. Essentially, not even that. I mean, well, you're yeah, you're saying okay because I'm gonna the yeah because the, the second team in the North is probably gonna be the sixth seed. Yeah, but I I don't know. I'm gonna say it, and I know this is a complete different discussion. And I'm just gonna say it to say it though. I know you love your Vikings. No, I feel like the NFC North is going to be a that's gonna be the best NFC division to watch next year because, mm-hmm. and I mean injuries can happen. Look what mm-hmm. happened to Jordy Nelson, but. Just by getting Jordy Nelson back, the Packers are already back to full strength. The Vikings, look what they did this past year. And the Bears, I'll give the Bears credit. They made their team, so far they have made their team better, and they're going to get Kevin White for his rookie season. So to me, I say three-dog race for two spots between the Bears, Vikings, and Packers. It's possible, and John Fox teams. I'm sorry, Lions fans. John Fox teams traditionally in their second year go to the playoffs. Um, That's why Mike Rankin, the Super Bowl. Mike Rankin from behind the pen says the Bears are going to go to the playoffs. Yeah, so who knows? Um, I'm not holding out hope, but who knows? As the resident Bear fan, I'm not holding <laughs> uh, any hope here. Uh, but, yeah, it's just going to be tough for the Saints. And, I mean, we we saw it with Tom Coughlin, the guy who can never be fired, got fired. Mm-hmm. Sean Payton was in the same situation where it's a guy no, who— No, 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 wait. He resigned. Yeah, he he resigned. <laughs> Uh, he was he kindly re- allowed the he, he ability re- to resign. He resigned and then wouldn't fucking leave. He resigned, wouldn't leave, and then complained about resigning. <laughs> uh, so that was cool. Uh, but, I mean, you you have that. I mean, actually, you know what? Let me stop for a moment and say that the Washington Redskins and the New York Giants both have a real shot, too. Uh-huh. So every division has two teams competing. Obviously, injuries are going to happen, things like that. So... It's not easy for anybody to do this. And you have a thing like the New York Giants where a guy gets dethroned, a guy who can't be fired gets fired. So why couldn't Sean Payton be the same? Why, like, what makes Sean Payton different? The last two years haven't proved him to do anything that great. If anything, you've just kind of not managed the team. And I mean, I'm, Saints fans, before you get furious, and you probably have already typed in the comment section, I'm not saying your team's going to be bad next year. I mean, I'm looking at your free agents. You got Craig Robinson, linebacker for, that used to be with the Browns. Kobe Fleener is now going to be a Saint. Mm-hmm. They signed Laurinaitis and Nick Fairley away from the L.A. Rams. And, well, those two were just kind of let go by the Rams because the Rams are like, hey, you know what? Hard knocks. We don't need anybody. But they have made signings. I just, the big thing that's going to stand in the Saints' way is... The Cardinals? I mean, if Carson Palmer gets injured, then okay, the Saints can make the playoffs. But the Cardinals, the second team in the North, and then your own division. Mm-hmm. 
especially those Panthers, because they were hella good last year. Yeah, they were. So I don't know. I mean, I don't necessarily think it's a – you know, I think we've been fairly negative, but I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing that that uh, Sean Payton gets to come back No, and this keep con- consistency. In the end, I will say that this contract is basic. this extension is basically the, you know what, Sean? We're going to hopefully give you the last three years of Drew Brees' career mm-hmm. and then hopefully get the answer and see what you can do with another quarterback for your last year. Yeah, it's more of can the organization as a whole rebuild that defense mm-hmm. to give Drew Brees something to work with? Because if they had a good I'll, defense, this team could have beaten mm-hmm. the big guys for sure with Drew Brees running as well as he was with mediocre talent. Because I'll be honest, after everything that happened to the city of New Orleans, Sean Payton was a shot in the arm mm-hmm. for that city for just re like bringing life to that city and just because of two seven and nine seasons you might not wanted to have gotten rid of him yeah and that's but by this five, contract the only thing that bugs me though i mean i do get bugged maybe, a little bit with maybe, two seven and nine seasons in a five-year extension. maybe it should have been it. like a i i could have seen a three-year extension mm-hmm. you know what here's three years we're gonna work out a deal with drew to get him a three-year extension so both you can finish out your time together yeah. in New Orleans. He'll retire, and then you will see how you do in those three years. And then we'll tell you, hey, it sure would be a good time to retire. <laughs> Don't we'll you want to go golf with Tom? But just like the first topic we talked about, let us know down below what you guys think in the comment section. However, we're going to move on to our last topic of the podcast, and it's all about the San Francisco 49ers. We've kind of touched this topic. like In a couple different, we, yeah. We've sprinkled it into other topics, but we've never really focused on it. And as I do always, I'm going to ask the question to you, Mark. I'm going to let you get the first thought in on the topic. San Francisco, Chip Kelly. If you are Chip Kelly, head coach of the 49ers, do you keep Colin Kaepernick or do you draft Jared Goff? It's tough for me because I, I look at Chip Kelly and I look at what he's done. Um, obviously, he would have loved to have Marcus Mariota and it didn't mm-hmm. work out. Uh, didn't he try to trade for Mariota when he got to San Fran too? Um, I know he tried to trade for him with remember. the Eagles. Yeah, but I mean, they wouldn't have. There's no way it would have happened. Yeah. Um, but Colin Kaepernick's the kind of guy who can fit your college-ish system if Mm -hmm. you want to keep it. But you also traded for Sam Bradford, a guy who did not make sense for your system when you were in uh, Philadelphia Mm -hmm. or what we expected your system to be. So I really don't know what Chip Kelly wants out of a quarterback. I'm not sure if he wants that athletic mobile quarterback or if he wants a more pocket passer who can kind of move around a little bit. But right now his options are Colin Kaepernick and Blaine Gabbert. Neither one of those to me screams, this is fantastic. <laughs> Blaine Gabbert did fine in relief when he had to, but he never really did great. He did okay. Now, Colin Kaepernick did pretty bad mm-hmm. uh, and showed moments of, oh, he's like the old, oh, no, he's not. You know, like he's the old Colin Kaepernick and then he loses it again. Um to me, Colin Kaepernick just screams as of a, I just need to go somewhere else. 
this this place is just ruined for me. Well, you can take the Browns and throw that. Like we talked no one's about get before, Colin Kaepernick now. is Kaepernick going to go to the Browns? You can throw it out the window because mm-hmm. RG3 is their quarterback and they're going to take Carson Wentz at number two. Yeah, and I think that's kind of part of it too, though. I mean, part of the question is what is going to be the option? I what think team, if, What team really needs quarterback? Well, if you're Chip Kelly and I think you have the options of Wentz, Goff, Paxton Lynch, you know, if you have your pick, then Mm -hmm. sure, you should probably take a quarterback. But I'm more leaning now of saying, I don't think you should take one. I think you should just take the best player you can to help your team out and say, open quarterback competition, one of you two win the job, you've got the year to try and compete. Because the San Francisco 49ers are not going to go to the playoffs. We know that. Mm-hmm. They're not even really going to compete for the playoffs. They won five games last year, and we were rather impressed that they did that. Um, it the, the passing attack was bad. The rushing attack was bad. They didn't score any points. Literally, they were the worst team at scoring points last year. Uh, and they let out, you know, the, the defense let quite a few points be scored against mm-hmm. them. So none of these things are good. I mean, they had like 10-point differential between what they scored and what they let teams score. So that's bad. Um, you have so many things to improve. Drafting a young quarterback and throwing him to the fire is not going to help your team. It's just going to set them back further, and Chip Kelly is going to find himself in college again. Uh, I think really just skip the quarterback. This is not the year to do it. See, I'm on the other side. However, I'm going to play. I don't know how to phrase it. Maybe you can help me with this, Mark. But here's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I'm drafting golf. But I'm not getting rid of Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. The way I, the only reason I am drafting Goff, and some people may disagree with me, is if you look at the latest news on Jared Goff, you're going to see he's going to work out with the Browns and Niners this week. The Browns, let's be honest, it's just a formality at this point. Well, I think they still want to see if like, maybe he'll right, impress them. Right now, they're going to take Wentz, but hey, you know what? Let's see what's going on. If he impresses, like you said, maybe we may switch our mind. But let's say Wentz goes to the Browns because that's what the consensus is right now. The next headlines you see, the first one that was from Monday, NFC West team reportedly has golf at the top of the draft board. Huh, I wonder what team that could be, cough, cough, L.A. Mm -hmm. Then, also from Monday, we have the news that the Eagles, ooh, He's going to work out with the Eagles. 95-7, the game, reported Goff is meeting with the Eagles. And if I'm the Niners, I take Goff at 7 to flip a, and no pun intended, flip a big old bird to Philadelphia who's drafted 5, and then who else do you hurt? Oh, yeah, that's right. That NFC team, or NFC West team, in Los Angeles that is also interested in Jared Goff. And the there's only one thing that throws a huge wrench into all of this for me is if that NFC West team is the Niners. Then yeah. you're just flipping the bird to literally the Eagles saying, go fuck yourself, you can't have them. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I kind of just feel that. Then we see a Eli Manning, Phillip Rivers, like, oh, we got you want him? We can trade him to you. What's he worth? What's he worth to you? 
I just don't think that these quarterbacks here are going. They don't have that hype that Eli Manning had, that Philip Rivers had. They don't have the hype that RG three had. But getting for that the, trade, but for the team that's desperate for a quarterback, could trade the world for him. I don't would know. It be, would it be right? No. And let's I don't be think honest. any of these teams are that desperate. Let's be honest. The Eagles, their fan base, and mm, if you're an Eagles I fan, so. tell me I'm wrong. If you're an Eagles fan. You guys are pretty desperate they for They just re-signed season. Sam Bradford. Do you honestly think Sam Bradford's going to lead this Eagles team anywhere? No, but they re-signed him, so they evidently have confidence in him. And when it comes to the, the, the team that you can make that argument the most for is the L.A. Rams, but they came out and said, hey, we've already assigned our starter. Yeah. It's Case Keenum. Idiots. Yeah, it's a bad like, move, like, but they like did it. Like you said, when I uh, that was the week we did the over-the-phoner on uh-huh. the— MVP hotline, I was like, I joked with you off the air, like, oh, uh, yeah, Case Keenum's the uh, week one starter for the Rams. You go, yeah, week one of OTAs. Yeah, he's got the starting <laughs> job for practice. Uh, but, I mean, they we ain't talking about practice. They've already I. said who their starting quarterback is, so apparently mm-hmm. they're confident enough in him to give him a starting job. Uh, of course, you know, it's more of a Nick Foles, you suck. We wish we didn't have you. Is what they're really mm-hmm. doing. Um, I don't know. I don't think any of these teams are that disappointed if they pass on the quarterback or if they miss on the quarterback because someone else drafted them. I think the worst case and your thing where you're giving middle fingers to people is more of it. The 49ers draft him and he busts, and then the other two teams are saying thanks. Well, here here's the thing. The thing with Goff, and here's what you can do. I'm keeping Kaepernick, so Goff isn't gonna. I'm the way I would say it is I would draft Goff and then basically say to Kaepernick and Gabbert, you guys are in the competition. Goff, mm-hmm. you're going to sit. You are going to learn the system. I just feel like that if you have a, if you have a quarterback competition, then say Kaepernick's, you have two young quarterbacks, then, you can't say the third young quarterback isn't part then of the Then fine, team. say Kaepernick's the starter. Mm-hmm. Because let's be honest, you could say Kaepernick's the starter. But he doesn't want to be there. Goff sits a year. Yeah. Goff sits a year. That there's no there's nothing wrong with Goff sitting a year. No, in he San should. Fran. He should sit. And all these quarterbacks should sit a year. Uh at least. They all need some time. It's just a matter of it's not a place where they can the make two, it happen. The two gambles that I'm willing well, not willing, but I really want to see that some teams may go ahead and take is the first gamble of okay? I don't need. We need a quarterback, but I'm not going to take one in the first round. I'm going to go ahead and take one in the second round. A Hackenberg, mm-hmm. a Cook. I may take one later with a Dak Prescott or a Brandon Daughtry. However, the other gamble that I can't wait for people to, and this is going to take a year to see how this happens. And it depends on like what his next season is like. How many people, how many teams are going to say, like the Eagles could be one because they have a Sam Bradford. You know, we don't need to take a role on a quarterback this round. And if we do bad enough, we can always draft Deshaun Watson next year. Mm-hmm. Because Deshaun Watson, I mean, arguably one of the best quarterbacks from last year, went all the way to the national championship before losing to Alabama. They could do that too. Or a Baker Mayfield who 
will be coming out. Yeah. Who was pretty good for his team that went to the college football playoff. I think that Chip Kelly wants to to coach Kaepernick. I think he just wishes Kaepernick wanted to be coached by mm-hmm. him. And for whatever reason, Colin Kaepernick has done. I mean, basically, he's pulling a uh, a Brock Osweiler saying, "You guys mm-hmm. benched me. I'm done. I'm ready to go. I'm out of here. I, I refuse to do this." But the only unfortunate part for him is he doesn't have a way out. Brock Osweiler had a way out. He just had to sign a contract somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick's stuck, and no one's going to pay the price for him because the 49ers are valuing him a little too high, and that's probably on purpose. They are they're valuing second him, round pick. They're valuing him a little bit like what he was when he took the job from Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. That's where they're. That's like okay. That's the kind of trade I would take for a guy who, when he was playing. Another thing that I feel like plays into this is look at where Kaepernick is on his contract. 2016, he's got 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. He's got five years left before he becomes a free agent. So if you trade for Colin Kaepernick, you basically have a quarterback for five more years. Yeah. Well, if you want him, you have to say, yeah, he's our guy. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's not cheap. It's not cheap. It's nowhere near Drew Brees' cap hit, but mm. 15, 19, 19, 19, 21, that's the cap hit you're taking. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe maybe he gets some kind of restructure or something out of it. Maybe he can work that out. Maybe he's going to mm-hmm. be willing to do that just because he wants to leave San Francisco that badly. But I don't think he's going anywhere. Blaine Gabbert's not the answer. He's not going to be starting. He's not going to, you know, bring you any success or anything like that. Colin Kaepernick's just got to put it behind him and hope that he can revitalize that career. That's really the only option he has right now because nothing else is going to happen. It's either become a backup for the rest of your career or give it a shot. Or try to take the bull by the horns and say, fuck it, I'm going to try to make a good situation here with the San Francisco 49ers, even if I may not want to be here. But that is going to do it this week for the onside kick. Go ahead, leave your thoughts and opinions down below in the comment section. We love to hear what you guys have to say about everything we talk about week in and week out. If you're on SoundCloud, go ahead, hit that nice little heart button, that repost button, that follow button. If you're on YouTube, you got to hit that like button. You got to hit the subscribe button if you're new, though. We're chasing 1,000 subscribers. We're almost there. That's our next big goal we're fast and furious approaching it, and it's going to be great when we finally hit it because of the great fans like you all. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Ricky Widmer. Mark is at the the Royal the with two E's. Mark Weber. Most Valuable Podcast is at Most Valuable Pod. Thank you guys for checking out this podcast, and as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.